Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, the 11th of June, and I was on the ABC this morning being hilarious as usual. And part of my hilarity is to put a few things, write a few things on a white flip chart I have in the background. And I've written things like I love the ABC and things like that. But a couple of months ago, I put up a flip chart which had the following chronology. It said panic, bounce, reality and bull market. And I put it in again today with ticks next to it. We've had the panic tick. We've had the bounce tick. And reality is next. And there are just some signs that maybe my joke is proving to be prophetic. We seem to be just running out of steam with this recovery rally. More of that coming up in a minute. Few other things overnight. We had the Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC, the Federal Reserve, give its monthly meeting and it delivered the line that we expected, which is whatever it takes. Can you believe they're buying $80 billion worth of treasuries every month and $40 billion worth of mortgage backed securities? This really is money printing gone mad again. At some point, you assume the logic says we'll pay a price for all this, but for the moment, don't fight the Fed. And And they also told us rates are on hold until 2022. I would say they're probably on hold till 3022. The other event overnight, which got a lot of headlines, was the OECD economic forecast. They have said that a second wave is just as likely as not. And they have a nice little video, which I've put in the strategy piece today, of what the economic projections are, depending on whether we have a second wave. A second wave, a relapse, is clearly the biggest risk. But there is a feeling, the markets are ignoring the risk, because there is a feeling that in developed nations, where there's a much higher level of healthcare preparedness now, we won't be shocked by it as we were in February, there is better healthcare, there's money to test and quality quarantine and money to track people. And therefore, the risk of the reimposition of lockdowns, which would collapse the markets if it did happen in the UK and US, is much reduced in developed nations. The issue really is with the underfunded countries like India, South Africa, Brazil, Peru, Chile, Pakistan, You wonder whether we won't develop into a two-tier world, countries that are safe and countries that aren't. And you can see if a country like New Zealand has zero cases, then they're not going to be keen to open up their borders to even Australia let alone Brazil or India or Mexico. So we may end up for long periods of time with shut borders between certain countries, Latin American countries, Africa, India, Pakistan, and developed nations that are at much lower risk of passing on coronavirus or passing coronavirus back into the countries that have got over it. You sort of think about it from the point of view of airlines and travel companies and hotels and leisure. But really, the impact is going to be from those or the impact on the stock market is going to come from the third world nations. It's going to weaken global economic growth. And that, like trade talks and everything else and coronavirus, is going to have an impact on the market as people downgrade GDP forecasts into something far more benign than the markets are currently anticipating. The chart of the case numbers is in the strategy piece today from the Financial Times. And you'll see the United States cases are flatlining. They're not falling. United Kingdom's falling, but there is still constant increase in South America, Mexico, Pakistan, India, Brazil. There is a two-tier thing going on. It's quite clear we are not out of this yet. 
Otherwise, a bit of a rotation yesterday. It was an interesting day yesterday as safe sectors started to perform and the recovery sectors didn't. And notably, the dull sectors like food, healthcare and staples rallied. CSL was up 2.6%, Wesfarm was up 49 A2 Milk up 2.7%. Technology and gold were also up. Technology is a bit of a conundrum because it has led the recovery rally. But in Australia, it's seen as a dangerous sentiment-driven sector. And I have a chart in there today of the PEs of the big US technology companies and the big Australian technology companies. And the point being made there is in the US, they seem to view technology as a safe sector. Notably, when Wall Street fell 580 points over the last couple of days, the Nasdaq has been up both days. But in Australia... Whilst our technology sector followed the NASDAQ yesterday, there were some really big rises in things like APT yesterday. But the reality is that we don't have a safe technology sector. We've got a sentiment-driven technology sector. And I don't think we should forget that. Just because the NASDAQ's going up, just because Apple's going up on a PE of 27 and Microsoft on a PE of 34 and Alphabet on a PE of 29 and Facebook on a PE of 34, doesn't mean that we should be buying Afterpay on a PE of infinity, zero on a PE of 3,901, WiseTech on a PE of 77, Altium on a PE of 59, NextDC on a PE of infinity, Appen on a PE of 84. You see what I'm getting at? Our technology sector is, I think, we still have to classify it as a recovery sector or sentiment-driven sector, in which case it's not safe. It is actually quite dangerous, but a bit of a conundrum yesterday that it performed quite well. Gold was also up yesterday, and the recovery sectors yesterday were down Travel, energy, REITs. REITs had a terrible day. Banks, gambling. Flight Center, for instance, was down 3.8%. It's down again today. Webjet down 2.3%. The NAB down 1.5%. ANZ down 1.1%. I'm just wondering whether there's a sign there somewhere. Some big institutional fund manager probably just called the top of the recovery rally yesterday and moved into safer sectors. And even though some team in a ivory tower may have made that decision doesn't mean doesn't mean it's right and doesn't mean everyone will follow it but you just got to watch the herd all, all we really have evidence of is that some big institutional fund manager probably sat in their morning meeting yesterday and called the top of the recovery rally and decided to move into safer sectors. Now, they, they aren't necessarily right, but this game is about, especially in volatile times like this, it's about watching the herd and the herd is easily led and if we see one fund manager do that and they see CSL go up and buy signals on CSL others follow so we just have to be careful that the herd doesn't get taken or not be careful but we just have to watch this is all about herd watching watch that the herd doesn't adopt this let's go safe and let's dump recovery we've certainly had a couple of days of that looking like the case i think it's a bit early for us to to call the small top but we have discussed asset allocation for the first time since march the 23rd today and we've decided that rather than call it and and cash up in one big decision what we're going to do is manage any sort of sell off in the market incrementally on a stock by stock basis so yesterday we did a bit of that we sold some of our technology stocks into the strength yesterday but we took the top off apt altium email payments near map 
realestate.com and or REA Group is now called and Zero, and we bought CSL and as it happens, Treasury Wine Estates more of a safe play. Net result is our cash is up to five percent in the growth SMA that we run. I'll come to all that, but I've got a chart in there of CSL, and although it's probably a bit premature, there are signs that the downside momentum is finishing. And yesterday, and notably today, it's up two point one percent against the market down seventy one. It looks like it might be the bottom for some of the safe stocks. So we're we're happier to be sitting in them than sitting in the pointy end of the recovery. So strategy summary today is ASX 200 overbought, but still firmly in uptrend. The RSI is now on a daily chart is now 83. Over 70 is overbought. So we're very overbought. No need to call the top until the sell signals appear, until it sells down. And it's not done that except for today, down 70. Just noting the overbought rather than oversold nature of the market now. We are seeing a small top in some overbought stocks. We are responding to sell signals now on a stock by stock basis. As I say, we've taken the top off some technology stocks into yesterday's strength. It looks like on the charts, we've probably gone a little bit early considering the Nasdaq's relentless progress, but worth making the point that the Australian technology sector is not the US technology sector. It is not a safe sector. So happy to have done that, even though the Nasdaq's still going up. And worth saying that we're not selling forever. Our excitement in selling is that we do love having some cash around so that if things do fall over, we've got cash around to buy stuff. This is not a we hate afterpay or we hate Altium, which is how half the market thinks any sort of sell decision is. This is selling some of the stocks we like, some of the stocks that we will keep on our watch list and some of the stocks that we'll buy back when the market conditions look better. Banks are still going up, but notice a couple of days of selling off. We wouldn't be surprised to see some of the recent froth come off that sector. But again, on the, on the charts, no real reason to call the end of the recent rally. As I say, cash in the growth SMA is up 5%, which is not a deliberate cash up move. But, you know, 5% cash seems appropriate for a market that's possibly running out of steam. If that was 10%, it wouldn't worry us. But we're not really making a cash up call. We're, as I say, handling it with individual stocks. We are debating now the danger in the recovery sectors, our overexposure, and whether we should pull that back in things like Flight Center and Webjet. Flight Center's had two bad days on the trot now. As I say, we'll handle that again on a stock-by-stock basis. So travel, energy, REITs, all on watch, all those recovery sectors on watch. We don't want to give away. We've had a fantastic performance out of our fund. I can't tell you how happy we are with the way it's gone. Since the beginning of the year, our fund, our growth fund's up 19.19% against the All Lords, down 4%. Since March the 23rd, the bottom, we're up 36.61%. Since February the 20th, we've outperformed by 26.87%. We don't want to give all that away by lazily taking a long-term view. We'll, we'll leave that to the uh, ivory tower fund managers. Our game is to make money on any time frame at any time, play both sides and not take long-term puritanical Buffett-esque views about stocks that mean we get nailed at every fall in the market. We don't care. We do care if you close the market for 10 years because it'll leave you very exposed and that's what that investment approach does. Uh, So that's about that for today. So not such a good day. I hope you're getting the vibe. The herd is telling us something at the moment. We don't want to read too much into it. But when you see the market down 78 and CSL up 1.9%, ResMed up 3.5%, gold stocks, Newcrest up 5% today. You begin to wonder whether the herd isn't running out of gas. Anyway, we'll see. It'll be an interesting few days.